Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Kyle Carty, and with me, as always, is the Archie to my Jughead, Noah Carden. Good save, good save. <laughs> so this is the second episode of Maple yeah. Syrup Blood Money, and I also think this is the first episode where we uh, get the first mention of maple syrup being a booming biz in Riverdale. Am I am I mistaken in that one? Uh, if we did, I don't think I noticed it. The episode three is like the first time I we get like a, a real big mention. Of maple syrup. It, it may have been in there, though. Yeah, I believe I might have heard a little clip, but then again, I might have just been hallucinating. Right. Um, so if you couldn't uh, figure it out, uh, this is a podcast about the absolutely wonderful and uh, equal parts trashy uh, television <laughs> show on the CW, Riverdale, which yeah, is definitely. a, as I describe it, a grim dark retelling of the Archie Comics universe. And uh, mostly Which we is, just talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a that's a thing that we needed apparently. Yeah, like like I said last time, it was like in a smoky CW executive boardroom. Someone was like, "All right, we got to make sure we get all that all that good Doc Souls money. Doc is in right now. We're gonna do a grim Doc Archie." Uh, and uh, I like, there I it like is. How they um they didn't call it like Archie or anything like that. They went with Riverdale. Well, because it's just like it's sexy because it's I guess wet things are sexy. Um, I guess. Have you seen any <laughs> of the advertising for the show? Uh, I have not seen any of the branding outside of some stuff that is in print, and that's okay. mostly just like the the same stuff that I see on like the CW app, which is just like the sexy neon painting of them all outside. Pops yeah. Chocolate shop. So if you if you watch it like on TV and stuff like that, you'll see ads for it, and like half the time they're at least like ankle deep in water what there's like yeah no they're like walking around basically in like the Sweetwater river i think and like they'll have like scenes where like veronica's like up to her neck walking and then like they'll (laughs) they'll cut to like cheryl like laying all out like like ophelia and and things like it's it's nuts how positively abstract i know it's it's really weird. I'll I'll link you a video later of what they're at. It's it's nice. absolutely do because what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to peep some of that stuff before episode uh, three. But like I said, this is episode two. Uh, last episode we talked about obviously the pilot, which mm-hmm. was just so 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 dense. Uh, this time though, episode two is a little bit lighter. Just a little bit. Yeah. It, I only it's have still very strong. I switched up episode three and two i think in my head in terms of the first episode where i was like what the fuck am i watching it was not episode two though i was (laughs) i was uh i was was about halfway through episode three before we started uh recording for today oh good you didn't you didn't finish episode three either because i sure didn't i I was playing breath of the wild all day and i finally beat it so well you know by the time i looked up it was five o'clock I think I think we're similar in that aspect. Is that there's two main things in our lives right now, Breath of the Wild and Riverdale. Oh my God, that um, that is the perfect summary of basically all I've been doing. It's like it's um, like Dungeons and Dragons, Breath of the Wild, and then Riverdale, and that's yeah. it, man. That's all I got, and work obviously because I guess right. I have to have one of those. 
Yeah, but that's lame, and we don't want to talk about that. No one wants to talk about their job. But what uh, we do want to talk about yeah, is chapter two. What's the title touch of, of this evil. one? I'm sorry? A touch of evil. Get the, What? Okay, sure. Okay, Riverdale. <laughs> they, they, they go back and forth. Like, some of them are, like, these really, like, noir, like, like film titles. And then they're just sort of, like, kind of some bland ones. Let me see the uh, the name for episode three. I'm going to flip through my pages. Yeah, like, this, this episode title that they have right now, like, I recently started work in a library. Uh, uh-huh. I am working in, like, a... Basically the equivalent of, like, receiving. I, I check in books that we receive, and I get to look at a lot of shitty books with shitty <laughs> titles. This is one of those shitty book titles for this episode. 100% this is a bad book I've seen. Is it a touch of evil like an Orson Welles film? I feel you, like... You know, I feel like it might actually be. Yeah, because the episode three, episode three title, I'm going to spoil it now, is called Body Double. Oh, some like doppelganger type stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some weird stuff going on with the titles. Um, well, speaking of people who look like one another, Archie sure does look like Jason Blossom, which is something that comes up a little bit later in this episode. But it how does, does it start, my dear dear friend? Well, once again, as with every episode, we start with some some good old Cole Sprouse as Jughead doing some narration. Bless him. Yes. Um, and he's he's basically, he starts talking about that, like everybody else, he was hoping against hope that Jason Blossom wasn't actually dead. He was just out there somewhere in the wilderness trying to survive. Um, we see some kind of strange shots of, like, Jason Blossom, like, walking through parts of, like, Riverdale, like the school and things like that, staring at the viewer, who might be implied to be Jughead. And there's some weird, like... Like, eye contact happening? Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of... And they, they don't explain what's going on there later on, do they? No, you, you don't. You don't really get an explanation for it. And we don't know if, like, there was some sort of secret relationship between Jughead and Jason Blossom. Mm. Um, well, we, we now do that see... Jughead isn't an, is an ace, uh, asexual, all bets are off. Yeah, so totally. he might have, for all we know. We, we do get to see a kind of creepy shot of both Cheryl and Jason sharing a milkshake at God, Pops. they are so fucking touchy. Like, they are so, like, Japanese anime incestuous. It, that's, that's like, a perfect description. I, I can't wait till we get to, I think it's episode five or six, where <laughs> Cheryl is, is dreaming in... Jason's mm-hmm. bed as she writes his eulogy. It is. It only gets fucking creepier. Like it, the oh, more this, I learn about them, the creepier it gets. If this show, this season, does not end with just a flat-out explanation that yes, they were boning, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, like there's this can only go one way, and that's flowers in the attic. The, oh my god. Yeah, like I gotta have definitive one way or another where Cheryl just one episode was like, Yeah, no, we was we was fucking on the reg, or like, mm-hmm. nah, we weren't, man. I just need that because it's so creepy. Oh my god. Right. And um, uh and then we get uh we get a little bit of correct me if I'm mistaken, but once we're done with our jug headalog, I'll I'll workshop a better uh, title for those. TM uh, we, copyright we, right now. <laughs> Right now, we're calling it TMTMTM. Um, we get to a scene with, with dear sweet, sweet Betty. We do. 
uh, Betty and Archie. Well, first, Archie awakens in a in a, a sweaty, restless sleep. Oh, sweaty Archie. Yes. He he attempts to text Betty, but he's immediately shut down. She's Good still very upset with him after their last encounter, which Betty wanted Archie to proclaim his love for her or or whatever that their relationship was supposed to be, and it, it didn't really turn out well for either one of them. No, um, no one got so, what they wanted, except for maybe Archie. Yeah. So in, in his, his restlessness, Archie decides to throw on some pants over his his stylish boxer briefs <laughs> uh, and go for a late night, early morning jog oh, that, that leads him to one place. I wonder, I wonder, oh, where, oh, wait, of course, it's our token CW pedophile. <laughs> yes. He, he ends up at Mrs. Grundy's house uh to confront her about the the gunshot with the the recent news that jason blossom's body has been found with a hole in his head yeah he's like yo we have to talk about this we need to tell somebody um grundy being a terrible person that she is uh tries to talk archie of going to the police um that uh they know when the shot happened uh, well, Archie says that they know what the shot when that shot happened, but the police don't. Yeah. So that could be helpful to their investigation. Um, that they could call anonymously. That they could do like something to get the information to them. But uh, Grundy says it's too much risk to them and like their somewhat previous relationship. It's really really hard to tell if yeah. they're 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 still going at it or not. Rightfully so. Much like all pedophiles. Uh, Grundy lives in a state of perpetual fear that her dark sins will be brought to light. Yes. Uh, and which it is, it uh, is out in full force this episode. Which is a, a definite theme of Riverdale is the, the shadows and the light mixing mm-hmm. to, a, to a degree. Oh, um, I hate Grundy. Yeah, she's, she's a terrible person. Um, she gets worse this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's really manipulative this episode. Uh, um, I, have, I have a whole thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, we then cut to the morning. Uh, Archie comes downstairs. Uh, his father, Fred, uh, asks, you know, where he's been. He heard him sneak out last night. He's uh, always Ar- been catching him sneaking out ever since he started sneaking out. Yeah. Um, Archie just says that, you know, he's, he's, you know, couldn't sleep. He had to go run, tire himself out. That kind of thing. Um, Which is a pretty convincing lie. Like, if you yeah. gotta toss one out there, that one's not bad. No, especially for a, a strapping young lad as Archie. Um, <laughs> young lad. Young lad. Oh, uh, then we get to see uh, Mother Cooper, who uh, I finally realized what her name is. What's her name? Because I just, in all of my notes, I continually refer to her as Betty's mom. Alice. Her name is Alice Cooper. Oh no! <laughs> I just like to think of Alice Cooper in this role now. That honestly, it would be a fucking market improvement. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. My only notes on this scene with Alice Cooper is is just Betty's mom continues to suck the fun out of this show. Yes. Every time she's on screen. She destroys the fun. And not even, like, destroys the momentum. Which I guess is a praise of the of the actress who's playing Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. 
because damn, it is hard to play a character that people fucking hate without yeah. having them be like, oh god damn it, now we have to hang out with her again. Like, part of me is kind of invested in seeing just how terrible she'll be every scene. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, she shows how terrible she is by like almost immediately trying to monetize uh, the death of Jason Blossom. Oh yeah, um, instantly, as- like zero to sixty. Yeah, um, we, I think we find out that her and uh, her husband Hal are uh, the Reporters. the the owners of the local newspaper, which I believe is still unnamed. Yeah, it gets a name in the next episode for sure because oh, I, okay. I, I took a note on that. But um, yeah, they're they're basically the lead uh, newspaper people in Riverdale. Um, it's going to be late nights ahead for them, um, and Hal tries to convince Alice to show a little bit of respect for Jason. I mean, he's a dead kid. Yeah, he is a child who was shot in the fucking dome. Yeah. Like, be cool, you bitch. (laughs) But but Alice just immediately, like, shuts it down. Like, she's she's got him absolutely whipped. Oh, yeah, like... Like, Alice is the alpha in this situation, and I think Dad is clearly the Omega. Like, he's not even Beta. He is the Omega. Right. Um... Allison tries to manipulate Betty into not seeing Cheryl, Veronica, or Archie anymore. Wow, um, what a shocking display of emotional abuse in attempt yeah. to isolate your daughter from everyone around her. Exactly. Cool, Mom. Um, which, you know, as one might expect, immediately backfires. And Good. the very next scene, we see um, Betty run up to Archie and, like, walk to school. Oh, yeah, instantly. With him. Turn the page. Turn the... Damn, that's your first page. I've only done two lines of my notes. So I don't have quite as many notes, but I still have like five pages worth of notes. Oh my god, Noah! I basically just... I just basically write whatever happens You're writing the, the goddamn screenplay! <laughs> they might as well just send it to me at this point. Fuck um, me! So, so Betty uh, says that she needs uh, time to process what her mom wants and what Betty wants or what she thinks she wants. Um, she's kind of explaining this all to Archie. Um, she still wants to be best friends with Archie. Um, I think Betty shows that she's trying to be the mature one. Yeah, she wants it to be normal. Because, like, even though she doesn't get what she wants, she's still not willing to let that kind of mess up her friendship, which is clearly very important to her. Which I think is a very mature decision. Yeah, and, and she's being very upfront about her feelings, like, the entire time. She's oh. like, you know, she says that it still hurts and everything like that. Totally. But she's not gonna, she's not gonna let that get to her. Or she's gonna try to not let that get to her, so we find out. I have a note about that. I think it might be on my second page. But, um, my note was just, like, I, I absolutely adore how straightforward with their emotions and intentions and feelings the characters on this show are Mm -hmm. like they're not the writers of the show aren't creating drama and stakes artificially i think i might have said this in the previous episode by just like the the constant i i guess like the easiest description would be like the shoujo manga route of just like i'm gonna keep my feelings to myself and never Mm -hmm. mention them to anybody else but these characters are very, very true to life, in my opinion, where they, they come out and they say, listen, this is what I want, this is what I like, and if that's a problem, 
uh, let's talk about it. And they do. They talk about it a lot. And when they can't, it's because of external forces acting on them. And I think that's fantastic. That's great writing and great uh, storytelling. Exactly. Um, So uh, Betty asked uh, Archie to not tell her mother that they're friends again. Um, Pretty basic stuff. Uh, Then we see uh, Jerky. 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 Yes, Jerky, our new character. Yeah. New to uh, the the Riverdale Archie Comics canon. Jerky. He's some sort of like flesh warp aberrant jughead Archie composite. <laughs> oh god. That, that's 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 probably from Afterlife with Archie. Um, <laughs> god, I hope. Uh so Jughead comes to Archie in the school um uh asking uh if he could use Jason's death as an excuse to get out of PE. Uh-huh. Um which just I, okay, you want to hear something real screwed up? Sure. So, um, my high school, when I was in high school, uh, had what could literally be described as an epidemic of student suicides. Um, Oh, no. And super not a flattering thing to admit about yourself, but 100% I used every single one of those deaths to not go to class. <laughs> so I identify with Jughead. I find his uh, description of him saying, "I use sardonic humor to as a coping mechanism for the world." Like I yeah. find that line to be like a little flat and just like, "Come on, you can do better than that." But a hundred percent, I'm with Juggy on this one. Right. Um, so yeah. So Jughead says that uh, Archie's like, "Don't joke about you know Jason's death." Um, but then as soon as the, the, the rich jocks show up down the hall... Jughead Are they just rich? Bounced. Do we know that yet? Uh, I assume that... I, I kind of assume that every important character is, like, some level of wealthy. Well, look who's point, being I, biased and stereotyping now. All jocks well, I mean, have to be rich, Noah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Blossoms are rich. The, oh, they for sure. The uh, the Andrews are pretty well off, apparently. I mean, they have um, a two-story house. They are not hurting. Yeah. Uh, the Coopers are pretty well off. They own a newspaper. Like. Yeah. The Coopers and the Blossoms are 100% wasps. Like, that's yeah. that's without any any need. Oh, excuse me. For explanation. I'm going to cut yeah. that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um... How dare you assume that this innocent, clearly malicious, young Asian bully is rich? (laughs) How dare you? Oh, jeez. So, (laughs) the possibly rich jocks show up (laughs) and and Jughead bounces. But this is like the first time we see like Jughead like actually approach Archie since their apparent uh, falling out. This um, is the first time we've seen Jughead be proactive with another character rather than just his book. Yeah. Um, uh, Jughead gets a little, you know, a shoulder push as he walks by the jocks. The rich jocks. Um, you forgot rich. Rich. The rich jocks. You gotta, all right. Fine. <laughs> I'm never going to uh, let it go. No. Uh, and then he bounces. Yeah. And then he, he heads on out. Um we get to see uh, Kevin ask Betty if he's sure that Archie is straight because no straight man has that body. I'm right there with you, Kevin. Oh, my yeah. God. Kevin, you continue to be a delight. You're not in it much this episode, but damn it, I love you. 
Yes. Uh, Betty then retorts that uh, she she's asked if Kevin is okay after finding Jason's body, which uh, Kevin says that the more traumatizing thing was explaining to his father, the sheriff, uh, what he was doing late at night with another man by the river. Um, yeah. Which, you know... Eh, I mean, not- listen... In later episodes, we sort of see Kevin's father be <clears throat> what I would describe as supportive. So uh, I, like, I, I I can only kind of imagine that it's not so much an issue of the father not accepting his uh, homosexuality as it is him not being super down with uh, this young man going into the woods at night to dirty fuck. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not go, you know cruising for dudes in the middle of the woods yeah straight up not not a wise decision my son um but we we find out that uh that kevin and betty are going to the front office because apparently there's like a thing for betty which turns out to be a huge ass bouquet of yellow roses (laughs) and uh this is just one of a two-part attempt from veronica uh, my yes. favorite female character, uh, to make amends with dear sweet Betty. And her second attempt was, I think it was like some lilac cupcakes that she flew in from New York City. Yes. Which, she- damn, Veronica, I thought you were hurting for cash. Clearly not. You got a lot of disposable income to fly in four cupcakes. Yes. Because yeah, that's she- how many she- that box is going to hold. That's a four cupcake box. I ate a lot of is cupcakes, it- I- Noah. Okay, do you eat a lot of designer cupcakes? Oh, dude, there's this one place in, um, it's like a small city near where I live. Mm-hmm. Anytime I am within like five miles, I will go there and buy like four cupcakes because I am oh, a disgusting God. pig. Um, but not only, not only does she get flowers, like yellow roses for friendship, by the way. Yeah, uh, yellow is friendship. Uh, not only has that got to be a pretty penny, mm-hmm. and New York cupcakes. She also gets a hers and hers Manny Petty at Chase Alone. Oh, Salon. right. I forgot all about the Manny Petty that gets thrown in her face from a it, Petty uh, Betty. Ooh, that was tight. That was a good one, Kyle. I was worried you weren't going to stick it, but you saw it through to the end. Good job, me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so there's, there's much, much apologizing by Veronica. Um, she says that, uh, making out with Archie was a basic bitch move, mm. like, I was possessed by, and then Kevin cuts in, Madam Satan. <laughs> Madam Satan. Yes. It definitely is a basic bitch move, though. I kind of can't, yeah. kind of can't refute that one, V. Yeah. But, and Veronica clarifies, the old Veronica. She's, she's backsliding into her old New York mm-hmm. loose morals ways. And she, do, she doesn't want that. Yeah, it's only been a couple of days for dear sweet Veronica. So, yeah. you know, it's it's an acclimation period. Yes. Um, and then we get a possible explanation for Veronica's single, like, eternal uh, accessory. Mm, she swears on her mother's pearls that she'll never do it again. Which, okay. We're starting to get into it. I appreciate that. It's it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. She still just wears them all the time, which I do not understand. It, they work. She knows how to dress to wear pearls. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Slay. 
Um, Veronica and Kevin are both surprised by uh, Betty's sudden for sudden forgiveness of Veronica. Mm. Um, and then Betty rationalizes that Veronica will just move on to destroy some other girl in the school in like three weeks and forget uh, about her. Yeah, yeah, and just totally forget about her. Which, uh, damn, like, I thought you were being big about this, but that's pretty, that's a pretty mean thing to think and say about somebody. Yeah, come on, Betty. Could be the Petty Betty. Could be a Petty Betty. Oh, man. That's, oh, that's all right. <laughs> I can't. I'll, I'll fall into that, into that goof. I will. Uh, so what happens uh, next? Uh, we get an announcement from Principal Weatherby that the pe- pep rally is still on, but, uh, that uh, and then from Sheriff Keller, who's at the school, saying that uh, the death of Jason is being treated as a homicide officially now, as it should. Big surprise. Yeah, um, I mean, he has a bullet in his dome. And then we get some shots of reactions from around the school, like different people. And I don't think this is the first time we've seen it, but this school has like a weird ass lounge for students. Yeah, yeah, totally does. It's just like some old chairs and like a musty part of like like a den or a library or something like that. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's almost like a college like commons, but yeah. I mean, I, that was not in my high school nor any high school I ever went no. to. Was this that anything by be... you? No. Dear yeah, okay, God, no. gonna go ahead and call sh- CW style shenanigans on this. Yeah, one. like this would have to be like some sort of weird, like private school academy kind of thing to see anything like that. I would think. And yeah, but like this is clearly some sort of like bumpkins ass high school. Yeah, yeah, no, so, it, ain't, it ain't gonna fly with me either. And uh, in this common scene, uh, this is this is the uh, aggressive rich jock scene, correct? Uh, that comes a little bit later, but that is uh, oh, in the same wow. location. No um, mistake. Cheryl does add on that because she's in the uh, the office with uh, Keller and the the principal that uh, her family won't rest until the cold hearted killer walks the green mile to sit in old Sparky and fry. Which oh, yep, there it is, classic what? hellfire. Damn, I'm back on your side, Cheryl. I'm back on your side. <laughs> what the hell, Cheryl? Like, I don't think I don't think most states use. Yeah, like you're clearly not anymore? in Texas. Yeah. Um, Jeez, Cheryl. Tremendous. And then she says that she has her suspicions. Hashtag River, Riverdale Strong. <laughs> How hip and young. She said hashtag out loud. Oh, God. I don't Just think I've do, like, ever seen anyone too. do that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, that's like that's like a 50, 60 year old like white man wrote that line and was like, this is how yeah. young people talk. It's like, yeah, okay, dude, sure, whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, the only time I've ever actually said hashtag out loud is to be incredibly ironic. Oh, dude, super sarcastically, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but then the sheriff says, you know, bring any information forward. Um, and Archie looks in on the principal, mm-hmm. uh, Weatherby, as this is going on. And principal Weatherby notices him and looks at him but Archie immediately averts his gaze and, like, all but runs away crying. Could you have been any more obvious, Archiekins? Archiekins. Archiekins. And, uh, so that was just a bad move on Archie's behalf. He sure is setting himself up for uh, this episode's Archie drama. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, let's see. Where are we? 
Oh, and so he goes from there, unless I'm still all over the damn place, he goes to see the token pedophile. Yes. Yes. And uh, what a surprise. Uh, the token pedophile is completely emotionally manipulative of Archie. Yes, she is absolutely manipulative. Uh, let me where did I put that on my notes. You got something in there? Uh, I know he, she uh, basically tells him that we still can't go to... Um, yeah, she doesn't want to go, and her whole spiel about it is like, of course the principal will be nice to you, you're his student, but I'm a teacher. But then she, like, flip-flops, and she's like, yeah. we could both go to jail. And then Archie's like, listen, uh, Bernadette, like, be straight with me here. Is this, go is this a real thing? Like, is this going to be something in our futures? Yeah, and yeah, obviously the pedophile manipulates him and says, oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Don't even worry about it. We'll be together <laughs> five ever. And yeah. uh, dear sweet, sweet Juggy, walking by, peeks through the, uh, like, meshed glass of the classroom door. Mm -hmm. this, this very sexually charged, highly illegal... Oh, yeah embrace yes it is just absolute like tension and jughead sees it and like oh shit what, what is going are on you gonna do about this juggy yeah um we also get a scene uh i think actually just before this uh where we have um biology class oh yeah i was gonna say does this scene matter but this scene actually is pretty good Yes. So, um, we have a biology class where people pair up, um, Archie, uh, pairs up with Cheryl, mm -hmm. and Veronica eagerly, like super eagerly, pairs up with Betty, um... Who tries to get out of it, but simply cannot when Moose wants to pair up with Kev. Yes. Um... <laughs> Kevin's reaction is is wonderful. Yeah, his... This actor's facial work is yes. a delight. Every episode uh, he makes a face that I fall in love with. Uh, Moose says, uh, Keller's with me. We, like, talked. And then Kevin just kind of turns to Betty and is like, Oh, God. Oh, dude. And yeah. uh, so, at the beginning of the scene, I believe, uh, Cheryl is getting grilled by two people, her lackeys, that she, I believe, refers to as animate mannequins or something yes. like that yes yes she does and um the scene has just a lovely uh capstone with archie talking to i mean obviously betty and veronica they talk about about how they're sort of working through this and that's fine mm -hmm. but there's plenty of time to dwell on that later in the episode but cheryl uh shows some real some real gumption and borderline psychoses yes. as she more or less threatens to uh stab the two human mannequins as she just viciously dissects a frog uh she she uh archie asks her about like if the police have any leads to which she replies no you ghoul which you i think ghoul. is that is um, and that is like such a goddamn phrase I actually use in my social circles. Like <laughs> calling people like goblins and ghouls and like other Dungeons and Dragons fantasy creatures yes. is a hundred percent a thing that we do here. Um, and then Cheryl says that her twin tuition twin tells tuition. her that it's somebody that they know killed her brother. Yeah. Um, 
which is basically just a way for the writers to uh, try and make us have extra tension. And it works because, damn it, Cheryl, I love you. I'm back on your team again. I'm on your side this scene. Uh, she also mentions how uh, dissecting a Archie offers to di dissect the frog for her. And she's all like, why? Why? I mean, it shouldn't bother me. It's not like my brother's being dissected just like this right now. Right now. Um, and then just and goes in on it. And goes in on it, scares our, the two living mannequins. <laughs> um, and then we get a cut to uh, the coroner's office, which oh. I watch on, on Amazon. And oh, okay. they list all of the, the, the actors uh, yeah. on the side if you move your mouse. Uh, and oh. apparently this character... No shit is named Dr. Curdle. <laughs> that like, is wretched. You want to talk fucking ghoulish? That's yeah. ghoulish being a man named Dr. Curdle and being a goddamn, what is it, uh, mortician. Yes, he's the, the coroner. And he's talking to somebody about how, like, there's certain signs of, like, uh, how Jason died, like, ligature marks, and how he's apparently being. In a frozen. freezer to preserve yeah. him. Um, and then we see that Alice Cooper is here. <sighs> and she is paying off the coroner to get details on Jason Blossom's autopsy. And she, what? she is clearly used to being a dirty, dirty, oh, muckraking yeah. journalist. Because she fucking straight up says, like, you prefer small bills, right? And it's like, damn, bitch. Just, like, try to be coy about it. Oh Jesus. Oh, my God. Like, she's such an awful person. She's so bad. She's so bad. I hate her. I hate her so much. And yes. I, I, hope, I hope she dies. Like, I hope yes. the character gets eaten by, like, a ghoul. Back on yes. the ghoul train. I want um, a ghoul to be real, and I want it to eat Alice Cooper. Yes. Oh, dear God, <laughs> yes. Um... Another scene happens where uh, Kevin and Brady and Veronica are walking to have lunch with Archie. Mm. Um, Kevin talks about how everybody has fluid sexuality, but uh, Moose really just needs to stick to girls because that's what he knows best. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin, uh, or Veronica says that she ships the uh, Kevin-Moose relationship, which shipping your real-life friends, little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah, I may have said things like that previously, but definitely not to the human being while they were in front of me. Yes. That's um, faux pas. Uh, Kevin calls Veronica a big city girl with loose morals, and then I think flexes a little, like, meta-universe knowledge here <laughs> and saying that Moose has an official girlfriend, Midge. Oh, that's right. Little Which Midge. Yeah, I feel like that's like a, a weird like meta in joke kind of thing happening. I but, wonder how that will shake out because you know clearly these thing things aren't going to work out between Kevin and Moose as Kevin made it so painfully clear this episode. Yes. Um, then they all meet Archie. Archie's playing more sad boy music. Yeah, Archie plays that, a sad sad song. Boo hoo, Archie. That makes Betty a sad sad girl. Which um, I think this was the scene where I wrote down. I like how the show lets characters be clear with one another because once she storms off mm -hmm. and Archie goes to, like, not confront her, but to, like, talk about it, like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's very, very good that it lets the... It doesn't treat these sh 
characters as like juveniles like yeah they're in a very complicated part of their lives and it's difficult to be articulate about what you want but damn it do they not try and yeah. to some they're, degree they succeed and i think that's great they're incredibly articulate for being like 15 16 year olds yeah god it, <laughs> it makes it sound like when i was 15 i just like banged fucking rocks together <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, uh, but, but yeah, yeah they're betty, great betty can't deal she can't do this whole like not being together being around rt kind of thing mm-hmm. so she has to go and like do her own things mm-hmm. um weatherby then calls for archie's attention that's asking, the principal like, for those of yes. you keeping score at home principal weatherby um he says that he noticed that archie wouldn't meet his eyes Ooh. earlier which Menacing. that is some creepy shit. I mean, I don't really look at people in the like directly in the eyes a lot. I tend to look at like you know like their mouth, or yeah, like, their like forehead or something. If I'm but, if I'm looking at someone through a window and they don't know I'm there, and then they meet my fucking eyes, you bet your ass I'm gonna look away because that's like super awkward. Yeah. Oh, Principal Weatherby, you're reading into it, but damn, your delivery is super intense. Yes. Uh, so then we get the scene with, um, Grundy and Archie being Grundy really intimate. Really. Jughead sees it. Oh, shit. There's something going on here. Oh, my God. Um, did I jump that far forward? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, but don't worry about it. We're, we're good. Um, <laughs> I it's a really moments. big plot point in the episode, so I don't blame you for wanting to get to it. It's all the juicy, juicy meat. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm this- sorry. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get to see uh, cheerleading practice, which there's some some, some booty bouncing. And there Veronica's is some front and center. Where there is smoke, there is fire from Veronica. Damn, Veronica. Yes. The the River Vixens is an adequate name. Yes, it um, certainly is. But Cheryl is not impressed, and she lets it be known. And also, I, I wanted to make a note of this right now. I'm not sure if they added this in, like afterwards like if they reshot this scene or like what the the shooting order was but cheryl very explicitly states like the pep rally it's going to be raining at the pep rally and you're already raining on my parade yes i I made sure to take a note of that as well yeah like i think that they just reshot her saying that one specific line because during the day that they were supposed to shoot the the pep rally scene it was just fucking raining and because it they're, they're totally soaking wet that whole scene later on and that that just to me my, my little worked in tv nose is sniffing that one out as something that they added afterwards yeah. i can i can definitely see that because she comes in from a different camera shot mm-hmm. and um there's also uh, a scene where you get an exterior shot of the school and it feels like they just kind of photoshop some some gray clouds into the sky mm-hmm. before the pet rally is supposed to happen so yeah um so uh cheryl you know says it's raining on a parade uh she goes to go get the pussycats to play at the pep rally um so the rest of the the cheerleaders go and stretch and things like that and betty and veronica are stretching together and betty is like just doesn't want anything to do with veronica at the moment um she uh accuses veronica of putting on an act uh pretending to be a butterfly when she's really a wasp Ooh. Uh, yeah like a like um, a wasp sting betty damn but then 
she just throws Veronica's gift right back in her face as she says, oh, hey, super garbage person Cheryl, do you yes. want to come get a mani-pedi with me? Like, yes. right in front of Veronica, which, like, I get that you don't want to, like, be friends with Veronica right now and, like, hang out with Veronica, but damn, 15-year-old, chill. Damn. Uh, Veronica asked Betty not to do this, to which Cheryl immediately immediately <laughs> replies, butt out, closet monster. <laughs> closet monster is so good. Good job, Cheryl. <laughs> Anyone who writes these lines for her deserves a medal because oh, she's God. so funny. <laughs> um, Cheryl accepts Betty's offer and they go off to be BFFs forever or for like three more scenes. Yeah, for um, like 30 minutes, not even. Yeah. Uh, then we get to uh, a scene in Pop's Diner where uh, Hermione is serving uh, burgers. She's got, apparently gotten a job at Pop's Diner. Um Hermione is just so cute in that uniform. That's the yeah, only totally. note I have for this scene, is that Hermione is super cute in her uniform. Mm-hmm. I love uh, it. Archie arrives. Um, Veronica's there, talking to her mother, trying mm-hmm. to figure out like what the hell's going on. Um, and then Veronica's mom basically hits on Archie. Yes. Which, Archie okay. shows up to get food. And yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, mom, Thanks. Thanks for hitting on the guy I made out with last night in front of me. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Archie comes in to pick up an order for Andrews, and Hermione's like, oh, you're Fred's son. You're just as handsome as he was. And uh, Veronica just gets, like, this mortified, like, <laughs> please, dear God, Mom, no, don't oh, do this. Don't. Like, I tried to take a screenshot of it, but, like, my phone is garbage, and it, like, apparently there's, like, some copyright protection or something like that where it just blanked out the screen, which is... Really oh, you were watching on your phone. I was watching on my phone because I was in. I was out of town for work. Oh, yesterday. that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, so that's weird. Yeah, it's really weird, but it's it's fucking hilarious. Just like that subtle like nod, like mom. No, she's like not even looking at her mother. She's just looking like dead ahead. Yeah, like yeah. thousand yard stare. Like God damn it. Yes. Um, Hermione basically says, "Here, walk Veronica home." Um, so they have a lovely chat about how um, Betty has shunned them both at the moment. And um, they are just walking. Yeah. Fuck the, fuck the content of this conversation. Children, you are walking in the middle of the goddamn street. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the there are the fucking sidewalks in frame next to you. <laughs> Get on the goddamn sidewalk, you little hooligans. And there's a murderer about, like, should you be walking around this late at night? What the fuck are you young people doing? Walk on the sidewalk, don't walk in the middle of the goddamn road. Oh my god. Kyle, oh my Kyle, god. I wish, I wish you were a character in this show. I just want you to be, like, the grumpy person that just, like, <laughs> yells at them out of his window. Oh yeah, just like, I'm, I'm just, like, in the background of all the fucking scenes, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god, these children. They'll be the death of me. Yes. Uh, Veronica talks about how she felt her friendship was with Betty was like meant to be. Like it was their destiny to be like the best of friends. And now she um, feels derailed or something like that. Yeah, like that she missed the train that was like mm. the next part of her life. Um, Betty, mm. uh, Archie then talks about how Betty tutored her, tutored him in the second grade in math um, so that he wouldn't be 
held back a year um, because they she couldn't stand for them not to be together. And when uh, Archie passed like his latest test, he you know he kissed her like in the second grade. He like kissed her and told her they they should get married and stuff like that. And Betty very maturely says, "We can't get married. We're not eighteen yet." Yeah, like what the fuck was the does does child Betty wear a fucking pantsuit? Like what a businesswoman thing to say. She get this is a child who refuses to get lost in a flight of fancy. Yeah. Given Alice's like controlling nature, I would not be surprised if little Betty and Polly were in like pantsuits going to school. Yes, this is your Barbara Streisand power suits, my dear sweet daughters. Uh you are going to wear them exclusively. Yeah. Um then we speaking of Betty. We get into a scene where Betty and Cheryl are in Betty's room, uh, and this is this is a tense-ass scene, because every, Cheryl starts... Every fucking time Cheryl wins me back, and I'm like, yes! Slay! Slay, queen! She fucking loses me, like, either in that scene or in the next scene, which means yeah. she's a great actress, because she just she's just playing jump rope with my heart. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, Cheryl... Uh, is starting to do uh, Betty's uh, makeup, cover girl, cover girl makeup. I want you to make sure that they, you know they cover linger girl anytime is there is the makeup. They the linger show. on cover girl, a hundred percent. Good catch, Noah. Yes. Um, if you watch it on the CW uh, website, they do like almost exclusively cover girl ads, and they even do like little featurettes at the end of the episodes where of course. they talk about like. Each girl's like particular makeup style. How to do the like, style? Yeah. Which I mean, if I was into makeup, I guess that'd be cool. Yeah. Or if like I was gonna cosplay a Riverdale character, but like I'm a little too doughy to be Archie. So <laughs> you could be Kevin. Yeah, I guess. I still I need to lose a couple pounds. I'm I'm I stopped exercising oh. again. I was, oh, it's 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 cosplay. Nobody cares. <laughs> I care. I'm a weirdo. I want it to be perfect. <laughs> oh, I know the feeling. Um, um and so there... she's basically probing throughout the entire scene. Oh yeah. To get information about the as of yet unseen Polly. Like, yeah. why is Polly in this loony bin? What do your parents think about Jason and Polly's relationship? What do they say about why Polly went crazy? I bet they blame Jason. Jason and Polly. Polly and Jason. Blah, 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 blah. Until she basically just snaps and, like, she's... I fucking didn't write it down, but she calls Betty, like, something, like, not even funny, just, like, monstrous. Uh, I think doesn't she call her like a cow or something like that? Yeah, it was it was super not a delightful. No, insult. it wasn't a a, a quip like yeah. a, a top ten like oh snap quip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she just like is super super horrid, and like the lighting in the scene is great because like the more and more intense her questions get, the less and less you see of Cheryl's mm-hmm. face. Like she's super like in the dark. Yeah, the framing and, and the lighting really did a great job, and the sound design was super subtle too. Oh yeah, um, but Polly acu- or not Polly Cheryl accuses Polly of killing Jason because of what happened, and uh, she turns around to like do something with the makeup at the makeup stand, and Betty is not having it. Good for she you, her, Betty. She tells her to get out, get out, or I will kill you. Good job, Betty. 
holy shit. Yeah, like, goddamn. Yeah, like, we, we're starting to get, like, some of Betty's, like, darker nature. I'm down with uh, that. I'm ready to clown poppin'. with that, because yeah. I like... I like that Betty is not afraid to stand up for herself, whether it's to her horrific Twisted Sister mother. I'm pretty sure... Was Alice Cooper in Twisted Sister? Cause no. Because I don't know anything Cooper. about classic rock. So, uh, whatever. But yeah, whether it's standing up to her terrible, terrible mother, or it's standing up to terrible, terrible Cheryl, or yes. even if it's standing up to affable, kind of dumpy Archie... She fucking t- tells what she wants, and mm-hmm. I respect the shit out of her for that. I definitely think that, that that sort of behavior is probably the one positive thing she got out of her parents. Mm-hmm. Is that very no-nonsense, like, this is what I want, I'm going to do what I want kind of attitude. Yeah, like, fight me IRL. Yeah. Um, so, Cheryl is quickly leaves the house because, oh shit, she's about to get murdered with a... A friggin' uh, makeup brush. Choked with a mascara fucking volumizer. Um, And then we get to see uh, Jughead confront Archie about Miss Grundy. Jughead comes in with the sound logic, piecing the puzzle together. Yeah. Um, You know, he's, you know, he's trying to be a friend, even though they apparently aren't friends anymore. Or they're they're not not supposed to be friends. Anymore. Um, he asks, like, how long they've been together. Archie says since the summer. Um, Chughead asks if, like, that's the reason he's been weird and all this stuff. And, like, Archie says it's one of them. He doesn't come quite clean. Um, he says that he was at Sweetwater River and he heard a gunshot. Um, Archie, or Jughead's like, yo, you gotta confess. You gotta, like, tell somebody about this. And that, uh, Archie's, like, Super trying to like back down. He's saying he can't. He can't. Jughead's like, you gotta do this. You can't be more worried about some cougar <laughs> than you are yourself. Jughead, call uh, her what she is. Call her a pedophile. Yeah, that too. Like, let's like, let's not get it mixed here. Yeah, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Um. Jughead guesses that she's the 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 only. Uh, she's only looking out for herself. That she's being manipulative and that. Um, she's the one telling him not to go to the police. Um, like, that, uh, the Archie that he knew back in the day was a good kid that tried to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it, when it seems like, um, Archie and Jug are about to, like, throw down, like, they're about to straight go at it, uh, Fred comes outside, Archie's dad. And he's basically like, hey, Jughead, want to come inside for dinner? And, like, he's like, later, I'm out. Yeah, Jughead just retreats. Yeah. Which, like, find out more reasons later as to why Jughead might not be super down to hang out with Archie's dad. Yeah, that's that's in uh, some some later episodes. But, yes, we there's... There's some animosity between the the Joneses and the the Andrews, as we find out. Like everybody, every family's got beef, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's some bloodline beef everywhere. Yeah. Um. So then we get like the next day, and here we get to a scene which. Ooh. Hold on. You okay? Okay. Now we're good. Um. My audacity froze up for a second. 
Oh, yeah. This, my Skype's been acting up too, but eh, don't worry about it. Okay. As long so, as we don't lose everything, we'll be good. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, so now we get a scene where this is the thing that makes me think this is how Sabrina is going to come into the show. Okay. Um, we're in Betty's room, and in barges Alice with a wad of burning sage to just waft it all around the room, saying that, um, you know, she's she's using the burning sage to... To get rid of the bad juju. Yeah, get rid of the evil spirits. Uh, which, which... Can I just say, like, first off, uh, I, I, I don't think a lot of people know that that's the first part of a two-step ritual. Uh, you're supposed to burn sweet grass after the sage because the sage gets rid of bad energy and the sweet grass invites in good energy to replace it and fill that void so not only is this woman unaware but uh hopefully sabrina can teach her that lesson hopefully um also like alice cooper top tier theatrics Like, for real. Like, she goes out of her way to get sage and, like, burn it in her kid's room mm-hmm. as, like, a joke. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, well, hold on. Do you think she's joking? That's I do not. She, I think she, she's serious. I think she's fucking nuts. Yeah, no. Um, she even mentions that she's, she's not joking and that uh, the Blossoms are bad news. They probably killed their own son and sacrificed him to some dark pagan god underneath their creepy-ass mansion. Oh, man, could you imagine if the first season is just a setup for, like, an absolutely twisted Afterlife with Archie-style series? Oh, my God, I would love that so much. How dope would that be? If if this just goes, like, full, full, like, True Detective Twin Peaks sort of, Mm -hmm. like, creepy supernatural shit just all of a sudden happening, that'd be great. A hundred percent I would be on board. I think my downstairs neighbors are throwing their fucking baby against the wall again. Because they are the loudest human beings I have ever known. <laughs> oh my god. It's unfucking real. Like, I hear a child, like, running around and squealing. And then mm-hmm. just, like, stomping in a, in a very loud man and a woman. They're the well, goddamn I, worst. Like, I'm not hearing anything on my end, so. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't pick up. Because, oh my god. Like... If I was living beneath them, I'd fucking kill myself. They are so loud. Oh, my God, I bet. Um, well, the plus side is I don't have to respect their quiet time either. So, like, when their child is sleeping, I'll blow an air horn. <laughs> nice. Um, I want them to suffer. So, Betty confronts Alice about whether or not she knew um, if Polly knows about Jason's death. Which, Alice just kind of nonchalantly says, yeah, of course. Um, but Polly doesn't know, like, what day it is anymore like she's so out of it at this group home um uh betty asks you know why were uh her parents against polly and jason being together um but that the blossoms uh like just absolutely ruined it whatever they touch Mm -hmm. yeah so they just they just ruin everything um let me see uh, Alice tries to change the subject by asking uh, why Cheryl was there in the first place and how many times it's going to take before Betty learns her lesson. Um, yeah, the second that Betty confronts her mom and is like, I want to see my sister, 
what's going on with all this shit. Like, true emotional, emotional, emotional manipulative move. This mom just straight up comes out and is like, why was she here in the first place? It's like, good segue, you asshole. My notes on this entire scene is just all in caps, fuck this mom. Yes. Pretty much. She's the that's, worst. That's, that's Alice Cooper in a nutshell. Just, ugh. She's, she's goddamn awful. Um, and um, so basically she, I mean, it's not technically gaslighting, but she just does some really shady shit to her daughter to get out of the conversation she clearly doesn't want to have. And that's more or less where the scene ends. Pretty much. Um, uh, um, Then we see uh, Betty apologizing to Veronica about Cheryl and Archie. Um, Good choice. Veronica says that Archie is just absolutely miserable without Betty. um, And that, you know, they need to mend their relationship. Um, we get another scene in the really weird, impossible high school lounge. Um, this is the scene with the rich jock bullying. This is the rich jock's bullying. So Reggie is interrogating Moose about being out late at night with with uh, Kevin. Um, and he then, says, he straight up says, speaking of secretive tight ends, Moose, what were you doing in the forest? It's like, <laughs> God, you suck. But that is, if you gotta be a goddamn bigot, that is not a, that is not a bad intro <laughs> to go in on. Um, yeah. Uh, then, then we get Reggie implying that, you know, the, the. The silent, moody writer types are the more likely to be the killers. Like, like Jughead over here, as um, Jughead is just kind of hanging out in the corner while Archie tries to feed a dollar bill into a candy machine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, Archie, what are you doing? Archie, come on, dude. Like, yeah. just use a different dollar bill. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Archie. Um, Archie, you know, tries to step in and say, you know, chill chill uh jughead insults uh reggie by implying that he can't spell necrophilia (laughs) yeah because he's gonna he's like or jughead are you gonna have sex with the body or whatever that's called he's like it's called necrophilia i bet you can't spell that (laughs) good job jughead uh reggie comes at him but archie steps in the way um they get into a fight and uh one of them gets thrown into the uh the snack machine? Like, oh, it, the glass. it, like, it completely breaks. Yeah. Like, it's it's spiderwebbed all throughout. And then uh, Archie gets a good one to the eye and has a black eye for, like, the next two episodes. Which I found myself, like, watching, like, episode three or four, and I was like, when did he get punched? And it was yes. now. He got punched now. Yes, he got a, a solid one. Like, he gets punched and the scene goes to black. Like, he got knocked the fuck out. Now, when you were watching this on Amazon, you said, right? Uh, was yes. that a commercial break for you? Or do you uh, not have commercials on Amazon? I don't have commercials on Amazon because I basically I bought the episodes. I think when I watched it initially on the CW website, it should have been a commercial break. Yeah, because when I was watching it on the app on my Roku, that is when it jumped straight to a CoverGirl commercial. Right. Um, Archie gets a black eye. His dad asks about it later. Um, I wish 
that they put, like, Betty or Veronica helped him put, like, foundation and concealer over that eye. And that they, like, lingered on a CoverGirl foundation to be like, CoverGirl, <laughs> it's good for covering bruises. That would have been fantastic. Oh, my God. That would have been the best product placement, but someone at CoverGirl would have set themselves on fire. <laughs> Why aren't we writing this show? We um, are so good at this. Yes. Uh... Archie kind of explains in a roundabout way to his dad about the whole Grundy situation, about trying to do the right thing. Um, Fred said that Archie's... Gl- uh, Fred says that he's glad Archie's being honest with him and looking to do the right thing, despite it being tough. Like, you know, doing the right thing ain't always easy, but it's what you should do. Ain't that the truth, Dad? Um, we cut to the, the pep rally, where it's starting to drizzle. It gets The rain gets more and more as the scene goes on, which, again, like you said, probably an afterthought. To, to add in that line earlier. We um, meet the mayor, Josie's uh, mother, who yes. has done nothing particularly cruel as of yet in the show. As of yet. Mayor McCoy. Um, That's her name, McCoy. McCoy. Uh, so friendships are starting to be on the on the mend. Um, Archie tells Grundy that he's going to come clean about the gunshot, uh, but he's going to try and leave her out of it as much as possible. Um and then he sees Jughead, and they, they talk. Um, they, they try and, you know, mend their, their relationship and said, Jughead's like, we're, we're, we're not going to hug in front of everybody. We're going to be the, the douchey bro thing and just, like, nod at each other. Um, and then they'll, they'll bond over many, many hamburgers. On which many, I think many is occasions. Like, yes. So I think that's, like, the one, like, little classic Jughead loves hamburgers nod we get. Um, Does this show make you want hamburgers and chocolate milkshakes really bad? Because it does uh, for me. Chocolate milkshakes, definitely. Hamburgers, not quite so much. Because we rarely actually see the burgers. Oh, just... Maybe I'm just, like... It's like Paplov's dogs for me, where it's, like... (laughs) I hear someone say burger, and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Like, <laughs> god damn it. You're oh not going to get into Kevin's so shape if you keep eating burgers. I gotta I gotta put the burgers down. How does Jughead do it? He's so thin and a, he doesn't a, do anything but eat burgers. He's got a monstrous metabolism. Oh yeah, that is... God damn it, Jughead and your enviable genetics. <laughs> I don't know Ugh. if they're that enviable once we meet his dad. Um, that is true. He is predisposed for alcoholism. Yeah. But, um... Uh, so then we go to the pep rally proper, and yes. at the pep rally, the mayor introduces, you know, she does a whole a whole speech about uh, Jason Blossom, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then she introduces uh, her daughter, Josie, and her pussycats. And yes. considering everything Josie said in episode one, the pussycats sure do nothing but covers. Like, they are True. not doing their own original music, Josie. You lied to me. Well, okay, so they're doing a cover of Sugar Sugar. It's a good cover. It's good, don't get me wrong, but it's not an original song, Josie. Well, it kind of is. It was a song made for an old Archie's cartoon. Wait, was it really? Yeah. I I googled that because I thought the same thing. But I couldn't find anything to substantiate that substantiate that claim. But now I'm starting to think I just didn't Google deep enough because you're backing up what my gut told me. 
Okay, so I had an album called Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits, which was a bunch of covers of different, like, classic Saturday morning cartoon, uh, like, theme songs and stuff like that. It had, like, the Spider-Man theme by the Ramones. Mm. Um, it had uh, the Johnny Quest theme covered by uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Like, Damn. there's some weird stuff in there. Um, and one of them is uh, a cover of Sugar Sugar, which it says it's from the Archie show. So that's my knowledge. If if there is somebody out there who has yeah, please different knowledge, email please us. let us know. Because yeah. we only want to solve this mystery in the most passive way possible. We do exactly. not want to actively solve this ourselves. No. We do not have a van or a talking dog. Solve the mystery for us. Thank you. Or Or a cat... Or, or a, a shark, shark. Or a talking or dune buggy. Talking about Josie and the Pussycats, the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. God damn. Oh my god, um, that, that cartoon was great. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the, the Boomerang ad where they do the theme song, but they go through different musical genres? I did! That's super old. That's super old. I remember yeah. that super vividly. Like That is super... Yeah, I, I totally remember that too, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's great. Um, so they play a, a, a remix of Sugar Sugar. Pretty good. I, once again, I assume it's the actual actresses singing, at least Josie. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and then they introduce the uh, Riverdale High football team, the Bulldogs, and they come running out through the, the giant paper, which I wonder how easy it is to actually run through one of those. <clears throat> Whoever's in first had better break the paper or they are going to get smushed. Yes. Like, um, trampled. The person that happens to be first this time is one, Archie Andrews. Wait um, a second. No, no, no. I don't think it is Archie Andrews. I think you might be wrong there, dog, because I distinctly remember standing on that stage and seeing my dead twin brother, Jason Blossom, not Archie Andrews. I think you're wrong. Oh, shit. Are you Cheryl Blossom hallucinating? Yes. Hi, hello. I am the actress who plays Cheryl Blossom, and I did see my dead brother, uh, and then I basically ran off the stage crying, and everyone was sort of scared for me, but only two people uh, chased after me, and really, I just don't care for either of them. Yeah, the two people that, like, should actively hate Cheryl, like, at all times, Betty and Veronica, are the only ones to actually go and check and see if she's okay. It's because they're um, probably two of the only decent human beings yeah, in the cheer like, squad that aren't an animate mannequins. <laughs> Betty and Veronica are, like, the only good people in this town. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Kevin's okay, and so is Fred Andrews. That's really about it. Yeah, it's a very short list, and it gets shorter every episode. <laughs> every episode. Um, but they... Veronica Actually, Val. First. I like Val a lot, but we haven't seen much of her yet. Yeah, Val's pretty good. I love we'll, her. We'll, we'll wait for her to fall. Mm -hmm. As of this point, there are two and a half decent actually yeah three and a half decent people in Rivervale yeah um so Veronica goes Riverdale. to see what's going on uh she consoles Cheryl in the locker room saying um uh and Cheryl says that Jason was supposed to come back which is an important line oh very important yeah um, Veronica looks a little confused and then we see Betty kind of look into the locker room seeing uh Veronica consoling her um and yeah, Cheryl just breaks down. Um, yeah. Poor uh, Cheryl. After the pep rally, we see Betty and Veronica meet back up and see if they want to go together for shakes. Um, they uh, have 
at the chocolate shop, another like just very open and honest conversation mm-hmm. about their feelings and about how they won't let a man come between them again. And no sooner do they say deal deal does Archie walk in and they both just like let their jaws hang down and I was like oh yeah Yeah. deal huh deal cool (laughs) good job girls yeah like the moment that they finished their their promised Archie and Jughead walk in Um, also important thing to note Betty ordered vanilla Veronica ordered chocolate Ooh, she has a more complex palette. I suppose that says something about their personalities or their color scheme. Definitely their color scheme. Um, I just, I hope, and so far my hopes have been met, that even if they both actively pursue Archie, they're not going to let it get in the way of their friendship. Because that's totally a doable thing. And I think that that would be much more enjoyable than them backpedaling on this. I'd rather see fair and equitable... Yeah. attraction to Archie than some nastiness. Definitely. Um, but Jughead and Archie join them. The TM uh, Jugheadalog begins soon. Yes. Uh, Jughead introduces himself as Jughead Jones Third, Which, for the longest time, I thought Jughead was like, like a nickname, but it ain't. Okay, so in the comics, it is. Oh, so then I wasn't off base. No, he just always goes by Jughead. But his real first name, at least according to the old comics, was Forsyth. Forsyth? Forsyth Jones Third. Does he own a farm in the Dust Bowl? I, I can only assume. I mean, the, the comic started in 1939, so... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yes, Jugheadalog starts... Um, and he talks about how even though there was four people in that booth, there was really only three. A blonde, a raven-haired girl, and the luckiest redhead boy in the world. Wow, Jughead. Have a little self-esteem on you. You'll I know, be, right? You'll be smooching one of those three people pretty soon. Ooh, what? Ooh, what's that? Spoilers. <gasps> but then the night gives way to the morning of reckoning reckoning and we get uh archie going to confess to weatherby um that he knows something about the gunshot and about jason uh blossom's disappearance and death but the moment he gets to the door it swings open and weatherby and sheriff keller go marching down the hall just no regard for archiekins and they more or less kick down the door of the classroom of one Miss Cheryl Blossom. Uh, and Cheryl knows why they're there. She immediately recognizes why they're here. And she stands up and puts her hands out saying that um, they'll, it's, you, can, you can take me. It's okay. They'll find out soon enough. To which Veronica asks, find out what? Cheryl replies... I'm guilty. That I'm guilty. Cheryl, phrasing. Because this is a good cliffhanger, but Cheryl, within the first 30 seconds of the next episode, you backpedal immediately. Phrasing, you overly dramatic tart. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. So Uh, Again, we get some Jughead along saying that those three words 
were uh, shocking, but Jason's autopsy had revealed even more shocking secrets. Shocking. Jason Blossom didn't die on July 4th, but Bum. over a week later. Bum. Bum. Over a week later. Um, which would place it firmly around July 11th? Yes, they say uh, July 11th is the official date of death in the next episode. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, and then it's credits just after a quick scene of Archie looking very confused at what is going on. Oh, Archie. Of course you have to be the last shot. Ugh. Well, it's a good episode. Gotta yeah. say. It's a solid episode. It's uh, it's definitely building upon what we liked from episode one. Definitely. And boy, howdy. It watch Even watching it a second time, it is just plain old enjoyable. Definitely. it's That was chapter two, A Touch of Evil. A touch. So, question, where on the doll did the evil touch you or Archie? Because I did not see any uh, well, evil I, at foot except for uh, I think we know Mrs. Where the evil, Betty. I think we know where the evil touched Archie, all right? I mean, touched him in the back of that VW bug. Oh, oh, see, I was talking... Okay, so you're looking at, like, a diorama. I'm looking at, like, a doll. So, oh, well, okay. so well, she touched I him in a particular place in the back of that VW. Yeah, it was in the back... Put the, put the doll in a model bug and then she's, touch the doll's genitals. She's wearing the grossest sunglasses. Like, you're a 40-year-old woman. Why are you wearing those heart-shaped sunglasses? I can't there get over There is no it. way she is 40. This is, like... Fresh out of college, like, I'm 26. Okay, fair enough. I would bet $100 because there is no way she is supposed to be 40. There's no way the actress is 40. I will eat my own hat that I do not own. I will buy a hat and I will eat it if she is over 40. Now, Now I gotta find out. Now, yeah, now it's a challenge. But I get to decide the hat. Okay. <laughs> it has to be small. Is it one of those those uh, tortilla hats you get the salsa in? Oh, shit. That would be a good... Okay, listen. I was thinking more of like like a yarmulke or like something really small that I'd probably be able to digest. But that's an even better solution. See, this is why you get paid the big bucks. Oh, yeah. That, so how that, old yeah. is Grunderman? That's what I'm, I'm about to pull it up right now. Give me the cast. I need to find her name, first of all. Yeah, Grunt. Uh, it's it's search for Gertrude Grunderman, Archie <laughs> Comics, and you will find the actress. Oh my uh, god. god! But yeah, while this you're is... doing that, I thought the episode was good. I mean, there there weren't really many lulls. I feel like there were just as many sharp barbed quips and enjoyable moments. Um, and it sort of does a good job of showing the pace that the show is going to have. The show is not slow, but is it is not breakneck. Like, it is, it's not Dragon Ball Z, but it is certainly not Kill a Kill. It, it's moving at its own pace. You're, you're, you're pulling out some, some real big weeaboo references here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I doubt that there is a big crossover between Riverdale and anime. Like, I feel like in the Venn diagram, it's anime fans and Riverdale fans, and the only two places where it meets are us. 
Yes. So I may be isolating our entire audience. Okay, you don't have to eat a hat. Oh, you're gonna have to eat a hat. That was part of the contract. Did you did you forget that part? Oh shit. Uh, she's 34. Ooh, that is actually a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be. Because yes. I was gonna say if this woman is over 30, I'll eat a hat. But whoo, dodge that the, bullet. Yes, but yeah. Oh, that could have been bad. That could have been like, very bad for old ooh, Kyle. You gotta, you gotta watch watch yourself. All I right. Can't, I can't run my big stupid mouth. So. That was that was chapter two. We'll be doing chapter three next time. Next time. Um, next time. As uh, always, uh, if you want to hit us up, we do now have a tweeter uh, uh-huh. that that Noah had set up. Um, Noah, what's the tweeter? Uh, it is at Maple and Blood. Ooh, we got it. That's, Perfect. That's, got it. It's all one word, all spelled out. Excellent. No, no ampersands for you fancy folks. Underscores. No. Uh, our Gmail is mapleandblood at gmail.com, right? Correct. Okay, good. I'm learning. And and the website, if you would like to come on and find direct links to all that stuff, which I'm, by the time you're hearing this, this should hopefully already be done, but I'm, yeah. I'm working on it right now. Um, that is uh, mapleandblood, all spelled out, all one word, dot wordpress.com. Fan. Fantastic. Uh, we are still not at an episode where we are able to make predictions, um, and we still have yet to receive any uh, emails or tweets, mostly because we're kind of trying to record a couple and get them in the can before we start uploading them. Yes. But uh, this is where those would go normally. Um, yes. But beyond that, do you have any parting thoughts for A Touch of Evil, Noah? This is probably the first episode, I think, where the possibility, this is just a theory I had, mm. I could still technically have it, depending on how far the our fine, fine listeners are at, but the possibility that Polly and Betty could be the same person? Wh- I, what the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> I I had for a little while. There was some. There's some stuff, especially in the next episode. Some stuff happens. Okay. Where... Okay. So it is the next episode that I'm thinking of, where it's yes. just like it's just one brown acid trip of an episode. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, but there's some stuff going on where you're not quite sure if Polly is a real person or not. Yeah. Is Polly like a doll? Yes. Um. See, I never got that. I just, I was kind of more in line with, like, just how crazy is Polly? Gotcha. Um, and, we, I mean, we are still waiting to see just how crazy uh, Betty slash Polly is. We totally are. We totally are, and we will get into the thick of that next episode. What's the next episode called? Uh, the next episode is called let me flip some pages you need to have these things you need to know what i am going to demand before i demand it i cannot work under these conditions the next episode chapter three body double oh oh that's actually okay i get it now okay i get why they called it that yeah yeah take a fucking guess <laughs> oh my god what a what a shit show this episode three is a real shit show so uh it's gonna be a good episode so make sure that you come back uh are we doing weekly or bi-weekly uh, uh, twice, every other week that's what bi-weekly uh, means right 
Uh, yeah. No, bi-weekly would technically mean... Twice a week. Twice a week. Semi-weekly would be every other week. Semi-weekly or or weekly. I don't know which which one our release schedule is uh, leading Uh, into Archie, but once Riverdale starts back up in proper, it's definitely going to be weekly. Yes. We don't don't really have a choice. It starts back up tomorrow, I think. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, they only have like a two-week break. Oh my god, I thought it was going to be like one of those month-long mid-season hiatus. Well, no, we've we've got we've got to get on it. <laughs> well, guess what then, friends? It's a weekly show. We have just declared these are weekly. We will see you next week for uh, maple syrup blood money. As always, I have been your delectable host, Kyle Cardi, and I have been Noah Cardi. Goodbye.